A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Zone. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, you're going to want to cover up anything that's been outside and probably grab a jacket as you head out today. It's a chilly start to our Wednesday. Farm Director Pam Yankee, glad to be along with you. And you know when they start pulling in the furniture at the Memorial Union that it's a time when things are changing. Today, we'll see partly cloudy skies and not much better than 43 degrees. Tonight, back down to 28. For tomorrow, partly cloudy and 49. Friday, 53. By the time we get to Saturday, though, things start turning around just a little bit. Saturday, we'll see highs around 56, and on Sunday, 60 degrees. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist, of course, has weather details for you coming your way. Aloha, fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee inviting you to join me on a four-island tour of the Hawaiian Islands, March 21st through April 2nd. This is going to be a fantastic tour, not only including beautiful tropical scenery, but learning about Hawaii's agriculture, pineapple production, salt harvesting, and more. You can get a free brochure by calling Holiday Vacations, 888-557-1020. That number again, 888 888- Five five seven ten twenty. Farmers are busy getting the rest of the crop off the field. Still got a lot of soybeans and still have a lot of corn across the state to come off. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. But when those crops come off, Aaron, they've got some decisions to make about how to make that land fertile for next year. So they're looking at what's already there and what they may have to add. What are the experts from, from our part of the country telling you? Yes, sir. And other than just the corn and soybeans that are coming out of those fields, there's still another piece that we can't forget that's so valuable. That's the corn stalks and bean stubble that's out there. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And whether we're using that as animal feed, animal bedding, or fertilizer, like you say, on the field for next year's crops, the question is, what is most useful and valuable to the operation? And that really boils down to how it's managed. I had the chance to talk with Jerry Clark. He's a crops and soils and agronomy educator for UW Extension about the topic. We talked about grazing stocks versus bailing them or pulling them off the field versus leaving them there and talked about where they are most valuable and how they are most useful. Sure, Aaron. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me this morning. And uh, yeah, that uh, residue can be looked at a couple different ways that's out there, uh, whether it's corn or soybean stubble. Typically, it'll be could be used as value for supplementing a forage, a roughage uh, ration part of it to uh, either with some added protein or added uh, energy to those stalks or to that stover that's there. Or it can be used as kind of valued from a fertilizer standpoint. So that's kind of where we start to look at uh, what's the value of leaving that in the field or harvesting it if, uh, if there's a need for extra forage or roughage on that on the farm. And so there's a number of different ways we want to look at what's the value to that specific farm or operation. And then we always 
can't forget the conservation side of it as well as, you know, what's the value of leaving uh, some of that uh, stubble out there. Now, let's go, I guess, the, you know, animal feed and bedding route first. You know, when we take these corn stalks or bean stubble off the field, let's talk a little bit about kind of what happens in that process and, you know, what we're going to need to manage on both sides of things, bailing it up and taking it for our use. Yes. For instance, uh, soybean stubble, for the most part, isn't as palatable. So I think most farms probably are using that as a bedding source, although there can be some feed value to it. And what's interesting with the soybean stubble is it's about 2% nitrogen in that, that stubble. So there is a little bit of protein, not a lot, but there's some available there um, that can still come off around that, that 14% protein as a straw. So there is value there uh, for, for feed value uh, in that ration. The problem with soybean stubble is it's not that palatable palatable, but when we throw it into a, a ration uh, where we can add uh, other ingredients, whether that's to, to, uh, molasses or some type of uh, adding corn for energy, then it becomes uh, more palatable to, to dress that up into, into a TMR mixer, and then uh, it does have more feed value to it that way. So we can't forget that there's actual protein with that, that soybean stubble. On the corn stalk side of things, Obviously not as high in protein or as much nutrition there, uh, but we do see it as, as a good roughage to maybe slow that whole digestive system down, uh, especially for um, maybe some livestock feeder cattle, things like that, that can help to uh, maybe slow that whole pass of the, of the feed through that animal and, and can provide maybe some more absorption of, of other nutrients just for the corn stalk slowing down that pass-through uh, feed. Let's talk about baling this and using it as feed versus allowing animals to get out and graze the stocks. I know this time of year, a lot of people are going to be fencing the stocks and turning the cows mm-hmm. out on the stocks. Let's talk a little bit about, I guess, the differences and maybe some of the advantages or disadvantages one over the other. Yeah, well, I think on one side of it, Aaron, you'll see that uh, obviously in a, in, a, in a more of a confinement system, there's a better chance to capture more of the manure and apply that back out on the field. So from that standpoint, there's, there's uh, more value, uh, feed value from the standpoint of out in the field grazing it. Those stalks typically have a little bit of green value or green to them, so there's moisture in those stalks, and it gives the cattle an opportunity to, to deposit that manure more uh, uniformly across that field versus putting a, a ring feeder out there in the winter and those kind of things where we have those sacrifice paddocks that they feed around. So in, the, in this time of year, that's a great opportunity to provide uh, more distribution of that manure across that, that pasture. As far as the economic side of it, you got to look at what's the rate of gain, these kind of things that uh, is, it can't look at it as free feed because uh, there's labor and, and uh, management involved in putting that fencing up. Uh, if it's a permanent fence uh, around that field, then there's there's less economic inputs to it from that standpoint. But there's still value out there from those cattle depositing uh, manure out there. Probably looking at you know somewhere in that area of maybe um, if there's a uh, hundred pounds a day deposited across that field, something like that, that those animals are providing extra nutrients through through the digestion. So there is value in that. And then, again, looking at, at it from a management standpoint, if fields are something that you have to refence every year or if it's something more of a permanent area that has permanent fencing around some of it and just need to put gates and those kind of things in, 
will help uh, reduce some of those costs from the, the input side of things. Now, it's interesting, you know, you bring up that the, the value of these things is a little bit, you know, different this year considering the high prices of fertilizer. So let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that value and, you know, whether it's, I guess, more advantageous to let something, you know, let livestock graze it and spread manure or whether it's, I guess, more advantageous to leave it there and maybe even, you know, plow it in if needed. Yeah, so when we look at the residue side of it, the corn stover typically will have, on a per-ton basis, if that was dried down, you'd see that uh, corn would have around 32 pounds of potassium. I think that's the big one that we usually look at is that price of potassium. And you'd have about 32 pounds of, of potash available in the stover. So uh, that's where if you're going to harvest and remove it, think about uh, that much potash being removed off of that field. And for soybean stubble, that's where we'd be looking at somewhere around maybe 19 pounds of potash uh, per ton of dry matter removed. So there's quite a bit of value right there in that much. And we, we typically might look at a couple of ton per acre for soybean stubble maybe three to four ton on, on your uh, cornstalk residue yield out there. And so those kind of things are where you'd start to look at, okay, this is going to cost me this much in potassium to remove it, and can I put that back in fertilizer next year, especially if you sell those bales off the field versus having them graze, like we said. So you're, you're kind of recycling those nutrients in that grazing system, but you're removing it in a harvest system where you're selling these bales or using them for bedding later on. Now, hopefully that gets re- reapplied in a situation where you're using them yourself on a farm. Chances are those nutrients as bedding are going to be re- put back uh, onto, the, onto the field in, in form of manure. But when we look at it from the corn stalks and soybean side of things, we've seen the value in these on a per ton basis double because of the price of potassium and nitrogen increasing as much as it has. So when we look at it from the just as a fertilizer value, we're seeing uh, soybean uh, bales be anywhere from or somewhere in that uh, $70 a ton and even corn stalks around uh, $50 a ton based on just these current fertilizer prices. That's where that's just the starting point. Okay, that's what the value is from the fertilizer and then we have the actual harvesting costs and transport and those kind of things to add in. So this is where we kind of get into, well, what do we harvest this, leave it in the field? It's all based on need. If, if it's used as bedding, needed as bedding, it's good to get that off. It's best to try to leave some trash out there for, for uh, conservation practices, and especially if you're a no-tiller, you want to see some residue left out there in order to, to really get the value of the whole uh, no-till system working. So that that's kind of where we're at right now is that we've seen a huge change in in just the fertilizer value of these cornstalk and, and soybean bales uh, just because of the change in fertilizer prices. All right. Well, anything else that you'd like to add, you know, regarding the value of stocks or, or bean stubble or, you know, in either a feeding or fertilizer situation? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, we've had a, a, a pretty good fall for the most part. Uh, it's been, uh, I guess, if we're going to be a little drier, it's good to have it now than later. But here in northwestern Wisconsin, We've had pretty good windows of um, of harvest opportunities, and most of the soybeans are, are getting completed if they're not already uh, harvested. And so we are starting to see more of that, that harvesting of the stover occurring. And I think that's just we want to make sure that uh, we're following those conservation plans, and um, if we have this longer fall, 
that there's going to be more grazing available out there as well as um, getting probably harvesting more of it. We've got plenty of forage, so we, in an emergency forage situation, that's when these stocks, stock bales become important. But it, uh, with the growing season we had here in 2021, it seems like uh, forage inventory, whether that be alfalfa or alternative forages and pastures, they seem to do pretty well this year. So it's probably more on a, on a bedding and um, supplemental forage situation than it is uh, in an emergency situation this year. Well, here with Jerry Clark, Crops and Soils and Agronomy Educator with UW Extension, talking about the value of corn stalks and bean stubble here through the harvest season, whether we're using it for feed, animal bedding, or out on the field as fertilizer. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Freedom from fees means more to spend on what matters most. Our fee-free e-checking lets you easily manage your money. Our online and mobile banking with bill pay and person-to-person payments are all free. Freedom is found in the money you keep. Learn more at settlerswi.com slash open my account. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. At Wiffles Hybrids, we're known for doing one big thing. Superior corn hybrids. Really, really well. But the truth is, it's only because we don't lose sight of all the little things. Wiffles Hybrids. Lots of little things done right. Little things include a customer-first philosophy, more seed reps per region for more personal contact, active and involved leadership, no hidden agendas, unmatched quality assurance, popcorn deliveries to your combine, taking jobs personally, no confusing rebate programs, and a few post-harvest dinners. For a complete list of all the little things that makes Wiffles Hybrids different, please visit Wiffles.com. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve, or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, time for a Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a crisp start to a Wednesday morning. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live this morning. Uh, North Country, I, yesterday I talked to one of the guests we've got this morning. Randy Johnson's his name. He lives up in Rhinelander. He said he was mowing grass on Sunday, and yesterday he was basically shoveling snow because they had a pretty abrupt change in their weather pattern, and I'm only hoping that it stays up there. 
It does, Pam. It stays up there. They had some lake effect snows kick in. They'll have some more of that today. Oh, it might not be shovelable at, at Rhinelander, but you head further north in Vilas County up toward the UP. Could be a couple of more inches. That lake effect set up still working for them off Lake Superior and over off Lake Erie, parts of Pennsylvania, New York State, getting that kind of snow. Not our deal. We have high pressure, and that's the reason that there'll still be a fair amount of sunshine for today. Yes, some clouds do build in, but we'll deal with those cooler temperatures. And it does stay on the cooler side again, as we do see that cold air all the way from Canada, just slowly filtering our way and settling in, meaning that it is cold this morning, some low 20s here and there, and I'd expect we see that again for tomorrow morning. But then things start to change. There will be some moderation. Uh, That high-pressure system off to our southwest will start sliding east, and as winds become more west and even southwest on into Thursday, just a little more mild air is able to build on in, starting to push that daytime high temperature back up and, in fact, heading back toward normal, the low 50s, but I'd expect it won't stop there. And by Saturday and Sunday, upper 50s, even low 60s turning out. Very mild as we start next week, a good 10 degrees above normal. One little fly in the ointment, if you will, and that's late Friday night, early Saturday. A very slight chance of some sprinkles or a very brief shower may just slip through. Don't expect much of any kind of rainfall to talk about, but just that small chance that some raindrops could be around. Late Friday night, early Saturday, of course, a good sign means there'll be clouds. Clouds at night, we're not going to be freezing up again. And that's it. Started that moderation and the warm up then that moves on into next week. Extended guidance now indicating on through the 13th or so of November that we'll be in an above normal temperature pattern all across Wisconsin. So the mild air is returning as we wrap up this weekend, start into next week. I'll have forecast details right after this. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit Badgerbean.com today. All righty, Stu. Tell me a little bit more about uh, what's coming our way. Like you said, sounds like a little bit of a turnabout maybe this weekend. Oh, absolutely. That warm-up, uh, we'll call it that. It's going to settle back in. And our Compere Financial Ag weather update uh, does include some sun today, but clouds will be on the increase, becoming partly sunny, even more clouds in western Wisconsin by late in the day. And I'd expect that we head toward the mid-40s, 43, 45, somewhere in there, and the west winds will be around 5 to 10. Overnight, partly cloudy, back into the upper 20s. West winds become south through the night, only about 5, even staying calm in some areas. Mostly sunny skies on Thursday, a bit nicer into the upper 40s. That's getting closer to normal. Southwest winds at 5 to 10, 
And then normal or more on Friday. Sunny skies, 52, 53. South winds, 5 to 15. That really slight chance, Pam, that late Friday night into early Saturday, sprinkles or a brief little shower could be seen. That's the only thing that uh, takes away from what will then be warmer weather and sunshine through the weekend. And now looking ahead, again, always looking ahead. 10-day hasn't changed too much as far as the outlook? Above normal. Wow. Okay. All right. Good enough. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch you tomorrow. All right, see you then. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with the weather details. You know, I'm just noticing some stories that people have sent to me or are posting about how there's still things with blooms on out there. You know, your flowers, uh, some of the garden activities, still looking pretty good for this late in November. Wow, we are fortunate. Let's hope we don't have to pay the price later, huh? That is your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial is your financial partner. Committed to agriculture in rural America? Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Aloha, fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee inviting you to join me on a four-island tour of the Hawaiian Islands, March 21st through April 2nd. This is going to be a fantastic tour, not only including beautiful tropical scenery, but learning about Hawaii's agriculture, pineapple production, salt harvesting, and more. You can get a free brochure by calling Holiday Vacations, 888-557-1020. That number again, 888 888- Five five seven ten twenty. As a proud supporter of the pork industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to producers during National Pork Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious pork products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Teenage driver coming aboard your policy? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance about a good student discount. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our best is the very least we can do. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevick's for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. 
or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental Toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. BadgerBean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. BadgerBean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit BadgerBean.com today. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers as a tight end for receiver, because I look at that tight end squad as, okay, two blocking tight ends with Mercedes, you know, uh, behind him, and then they got this Tyler Davis kid. He's six foot four, 252 pounds, plays some special teams. And then you had Tunyon and DeGora as kind of the receiving tight ends, and Dominic, you know, Daphne in there, too, as a versatile guy. Um, you know, you need DeGora to step up. And he was asked about, now that Tunyon season is over after suffering an ACL, how ironic against the Cardinals the other night. Yeah, my heart hurts for Bobby, man. Um, obviously went through something similar last year. So, you know, when he heard the news and and was uh, going through those emotions, you know, just offer my support for him, tell him I love him, and any advice, anything he needs, um, you know, I'm here for him, and I know he's going to attack it and come back better than he was. Yeah, big a big moment coming up for Degora, Mike, and yeah, a little ironic, definitely, with how uh, both suffered those injuries. You know. Yeah, and today, as you mentioned, is you know NFL trade deadline day at three o'clock. Now, one team that's dealing players is the Houston Texans. I mean, they're clearing house. You know, of course, you know you got Deshaun Watson on the trading block. Lonnie Johnson, who's kind of a nut job safety, is up. He's the one that uh, that uh, took out one of the Packers during the joint practices oh, yeah. a couple of years. A goal. Uh, Philip Lindsay might be in play, the former Broncos running back, and uh, their tight end Jordan Aikens might, might be there. I don't know if that's a guy that hmm. Gutekinds is interested in, but whatever. In the meantime, yeah, so, you know, you, the Packers get hit on a short week getting ready for Arizona with the COVID bug. 
and Joe Barry missed the game, the defensive coordinator. Devontae Adams missed it. And apparently Devontae's had symptoms. He's been sick. So last night, Matt LaFleur was asked, hey, are, are Joe, is Joe Barry back in the building, and what's going on with Devontae Adams? No, he's not back yet. We anticipate him hopefully on Thursday. Do you have any anticipation for Devontae? Uh, kind of the same timeline, but, uh, you know, we'll see where we're at, you know. But good news, right? Alan Lazard, he was back at practice yesterday, was he not? He was, and he talked about the day after the win over Washington at Lambeau. First, he gets hit news that Devontae has just tested positive for COVID. You know, he's out of the facility, and they're starting to go into that higher protocol. Everybody's got to wear a mask, and et cetera, kicking people out. And so he was asked how that Monday morning went last week, Monday. Monday was a roller coaster of emotions of days. I mean, I start the morning off going in, getting my day after lift in, um, recovery and everything, um, getting ready for the next week. And obviously I find out about Devontae being sick. So, you know, obviously checking in on him and everything. And then knowing I was going to step into his role, so to speak, going to the game. Obviously I'm more excited, um, focused, and kind of just started thinking and manifesting things that I wanted to do for Thursday night. And then about a few hours later, um, Coach LaFleur called me and kind of broke the news of the, the COVID protocol on why I, why I wasn't going to be able to play in the game. So I'm um, obviously very, very disheartened at that point. But then, you know, I know that I did everything that I could from my stance, given my status and everything, to put myself in the best position um, to play. So there's nothing I could really do um, from, from that, that point on. And, um, you know, I reached out to my teammates to make sure that they were, they were aware of the situation and that we were going to um, – I was going to be there, you know, if they needed help getting ready for the game, studying tips that, they, that I have or that I use during the game. Um, did my part in that, in that sense to um, help those guys get ready, but obviously couldn't and, you know, was able to be a Packer fan for a day. <laughs> be a Packer fan for the day. So he was out five days, Mike. Uh, I don't think he ever had COVID. He just was a close contact, correct? And, and he's not vaccinated. So the league says if you're not vaccinated – and, you know, you've got the tracer. We have to wear these tracers in the building. Um, if you were in, with someone in contact with someone that day that later tested positive and you're not vaccinated, you're out an automatic five days out of the building until we can watch and see, and then you'll be tested. So that's why he was out. Now, he does this show on Monday nights in Green Bay called Clubhouse Live. It's, it's broadcast live and it's through the Journal Sentinel. And so he was asked last night about, the fact that he's not vaccinated, becoming public, and he says, you know, in the off season, he's an active guy. He's going to the clubs and whatever. But you know, typically, pandemic or not, when he's in Green Bay, man, he's very focused. He's at the facility, and then he goes home and he hunkers down and studies and all that. He's he's not out with a bunch of people. And obviously, we live in a, a day and age where a lot of things are changing. Um, a lot of things are a lot more public um, and out in the open. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, the good news is it seems like we're getting towards the home stretch of the harvest of 2021. That's good because a lot of folks are very, very tired out there. A lot of long hours deep into the night trying to bring this harvest in. We'll talk about the latest observations from the field before we wrap her up on a Wednesday. I'm Pam Yankee. Now from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So today is the third day of November. On this day back in 1998, Tommy Thompson won his fourth term as our governor. 
He uh, defeated Democrat candidate Ed Garvey and again got a historic fourth term as Wisconsin's governor on this day back in 1998. On this day in 1954, Godzilla is released. Of course, I'm talking about the movie, the Japanese science fiction starring a mutant monster named Godzilla. It became an instant hit and still is something talked about today. Godzilla released on this day in 1954. Happy birthday to actress-comedian Roseanne Barr. She's 69 today. And Kendall Jenner turns 26. Happy birthday. It's a Wednesday. You know what that means. It's time to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group. Don't forget that website, steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Or you can give them a call at their head office, 320-693-9371 in Wisconsin, 920-442-5677. Although I still say that website is the all-encompassing site. If you're looking at buying uh, equipment or if you're getting ready to sell, Ashley Hewn along with us again on a Wednesday to give us an update. Boy, oh boy, that that price app, the Steffes price app, it sounds like that rascal's really taken off. Well, it really is. You know, um, it's been on some social media sites and and more to come yet, but it's already in 49 states. The only one we're not in is Hawaii, for whatever reason. Uh, three different countries, and it's had over 18,000 unique equipment searches done on it already. So a lot of people are using it, and they're finding the value there so they can do their own pricing. Well, and we don't want to forget, aside from that fantastic uh, on-your-smartphone opportunity, the catalogs are out, huh, Ashley? Yep, you can download them off of our website, and they also are being put in the mail as we speak today. Uh, they'll be going out in the mail, so if you don't see something here this week, just give us a call, download it, whatever you want to do, but if you do want a hard copy, we'll definitely send you one out. Boy, 18,000 unique searches on that Steffes Price app, definitely a sign of how aggressive the buying market is right now. Yeah, truly is. So people are trying to see... You know, if I'm going to update my combine or update this tractor and the specific model I want to buy, what's it doing? A lot of people are are searching just by John Deere or Case IH or Kubota, things like that. But, you know, obviously people are looking and, you know, we always say these auction buyers, they're the smart ones out there. They know what they're doing. Right. And I'm sure that you're going to help do everything you can for people trying to make those purchases before the end of the calendar year, huh? Yeah, truly. You know, um, the 179 deduction is is big part of our business, and 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 people kind of know where they're at now that the crop is getting out of the field and mostly in the bins. So they know what they got. They know what kind of tax situation they might be in, and it's going to be a buying opportunity here this fall. Say one thing we haven't talked about, and I hope I'm not putting my foot in it. How do you do you assist in trying to get those pieces of equipment? To the buyer, I mean, everybody talking about the transportation uh, challenge, does Steffes Auction Group help out there? Yeah, we do. So whether you buy something off of a farm or, or wherever it is, we've got exclusive uh, trucking companies that, that handle farm equipment. Matter of fact, there's a list on our website that you can find, or you can just call one of us sales guys. We'll help you with that. Um, sometimes it involves helping get the duels off and that kind of thing. So it's 
narrowed up for transportation, we can help you with that. See, that's the that's another element that uh, because they're specialists, you don't stop and think about until you've made that purchase. But like you said, Ashley, you're ready to basically hold hands right on through the entire process, whether they're selling or buying. Yeah, yeah, that's true, you know, and, and you know, we represent the sellers with all these farm sales and stuff. We want to make sure that, you know, we know where the heads are going before the combine leaves, if it needs to be set on a head trailer or things like that. And we really want to work with the buyers so they have a good experience. Speak in your language, that's for sure. Ashley Hewn along with us. It is a Wednesday, and that means we're updating you on how the auction business is with our friends at the Steffis Group. Don't forget about the Steffis Price app that you can download, like Ashley said, finding favor with 49 different states already. So you can join that population. Go to steffisgroup.com, S-T-E. F-F-E-S group.com. You can download it there, or you can also go to any of your platforms, Apple or Android, and download the Steffis Price app on your own. And like he said, uh, keep checking back on that website. More auctions being opened up on a daily basis, and know from start to end, the Steffis Group's ready to help you out. Ashley Hewn, along with us again, the Steffis Group.com. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit Badgerbean.com today. Aloha, fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee inviting you to join me on a four-island tour of the Hawaiian Islands, March 21st through April 2nd. This is going to be a fantastic tour, not only including beautiful tropical scenery, but learning about Hawaii's agriculture, pineapple production, salt harvesting, and more. You can get a free brochure by calling Holiday Vacations, 888-557-1020. That number again, 888 888- Five five seven ten twenty. Kind of a surprise yesterday in Chicago. Barrel cheese dropped nine and a quarter cents to one sixty six. Forty pound block cheese was unchanged at one sixty seven and a half. While double A butter gained three cents yesterday at a dollar ninety eight per pound. This morning in overnight trade, we've got December corn currently trading down a penny at five seventy two. November soybeans are up a penny at twelve forty four. January beans are down a half at twelve fifty five. The wheat continues to be on a tear. December wheat's up four at seven ninety five. July new crop wheat up a penny at seven ninety four. The fluid milk contracts for November down nine right now at eighteen twenty two. December milk closed. 37 cents lower at 18.25 a hundredweight. Let me remind all of our farms again to keep an eye out on the mail. The letters have gone out from the Department of Revenue to all pre-qualified farms that are eligible for the next round of the Wisconsin Farm Support Program. The last time around, they distributed $50 million in direct aid to about 15,000 farmers that applied. This is the same program. Now, the application opens up online Monday, but you need to have critical information contained within the letter you're receiving to apply. So like I said, keep an eye out for the Department of Revenue letter 
that you're going to be receiving in the next couple of days and then get ready to apply for those benefits online starting Monday. And then remember, the application period closes on November 29th. There are special opportunities for people that don't have access to the Internet or are confused by the application process. We've got all the details up on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. And as you can imagine, we are going to continue to talk about this until the very end of the program. Well, the bear hunting season is over in the state of Wisconsin, and it was a pretty good year, according to Randy Johnson, large carnivore specialist with the Department of Natural Resources. This year, we harvested about 3,800 bears across the state, which is about on average. Johnson tells me that the state is home to between 23,000 and 24,000 bear, and they're moving. Randy Johnson says for the past couple of years, they've noticed bear leaving the North Woods heading south. So over the last uh, at least decade, we've seen kind of a slow progression of of the bear population southward, um, you know, out of the north woods, out of that central forest, and, and moving into some of these areas that are, are a little bit more human-dominated, crop-dominated. Um, so far, you know, not a significant amount of conflict or anything like that. Um, in those cases, we've got uh, a partnership with USDA Wildlife Services to to address those conflicts, you know, the likelihood of, of seeing a bear um, is increasing in some of these areas and, and just trying to get that educational message out there. Randy Johnson, he is the large carnivore specialist with the Department of Natural Resources. So he's monitoring not only our bear population, also our cougar population, as well as the wolf population. So like he said, 3,800 bear that were harvested within our borders this year, putting Wisconsin at the top as far as the U.S. bear population is concerned. And remember, that includes Alaska. And also in the top when it comes to the quality of the bear that we harvest. Uh, Randy Johnson said that there's multiple reports of bear being harvested three, four, even 700 pounds. He said it's kind of nice to know those kinds of big animals are still out there. I don't know. I, that's actually a little intimidating to me, but I get Randy's point. It's good that we've got Wisconsin uh, harvesters that are out there rolling. Ooh, speaking of harvesters out there rolling, they are indeed rolling, trying to get ahead of any change in the weather that might be coming our way next week. Next, we are talking about harvest conditions and what's going on with the harvest of 2021. As always, remember, whether you've got questions about the Wisconsin Farm Support Program, you want to find out more about what's happening with our bear population, or just keep up to speed on the latest news for Wisconsin agriculture, MidwestFarmReport.com, or sign up for our daily e-newsletter at MidwestFarmReport.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This looks like a car. Has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them, too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. 
just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Attorney John Rihala with Clifford and Rihala. At Clifford and Rihala, we have the experience you need to help you after any kind of collision. We help people who have been seriously injured, ranging from pedestrians hit crossing the street, people rear-ended by semi-trucks, to victims of drunk driver crashes. No matter how you've been injured, our experienced and skilled attorneys will help you get your maximum recovery. And very importantly, we also know how to protect that recovery. At Clifford and Rihala, we understand that many issues can come up after a settlement is reached. If those issues aren't handled carefully, an injury victim can lose money. Don't let that happen to you. Call Clifford and Rihala. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala. Hard-working, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It is a Wednesday, and that means it's time for another Harvest Update brought to you courtesy of our friends with Withels Hybrid. We continue to travel around all of our listing area, finding out what district sales managers are seeing as far as the harvest, progress of the harvest, and high-performing yields. Joining us today, Lucas Clayton. He's a district sales manager with Withels Hybrid. He covers eastern Dane County into Jefferson County, and uh, him and I were just talking about the fact that it's wonderful to have this dry weather, sunshine through the day, but you can tell people are getting tired, though, as the harvest clicks along. Yeah, ab- absolutely, Pam. It's uh, good to be on here. Um, yeah, har- harvest uh, is definitely at full swing, and, um, you know, it's nice to, like you said, get a nice dry stretch of weather and some sunshine and, and get as much done as we can. But, uh, yeah, you know, the crop's definitely uh, been through a lot. Um uh, you know, this, this crop's definitely ready to, to come out and, you know, our stock conditions have definitely been a concern here, uh, through a good portion of harvest. So, uh, you know, definitely trying to get to those fields as quickly as possible is going to be a great thing. Um, you know, corn, corn and beans, you know, I'd say corn, we're probably 60 to 70% completed and, and beans probably, you know, around that 80 to 85%. So really getting a good handle on things and, and, uh, you know, hopefully by the end of this week, uh, Definitely getting kind of close to the end. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think that's what, along with everybody thinking the same thing. Uh, so have we been able to nip most of that stock issue in the bud, Lucas? That's been really, you know, we got such a big yield, and I know that the breeze has picked up. Have we been able to nip that pretty easy this harvest season? Yeah, you know, early early harvest, uh, you know, quite a few guys were out, uh, you know, going into corn first. Um you know, maybe a lot of times the guys are usually going to go into beans, but due to some stock quality issues, uh, you know, a lot of guys did a great job of kind of evaluating fields and, and saying, hey, we need to go out and get some of these fields that are having some stock quality issues and then kind of jump back over to beans. And now we're just kind of going, you know, what other direction the, the weather allows. But a lot of guys back in the beans now getting those finished up and then kind of, you know, taking the tail end of corn off. So you've had a good chance to uh, see how some of your Wiffles hybrid numbers are performing, Lucas. What's impressing you right now? Yeah, so... uh we just had one of the first trials taken off here a few days ago and got some of those results. And uh, a couple of our earlier numbers uh, did really well up in that Watertown location, uh, 
2506 is a 101 day double pro for us and as well as a 2236 is a 100 100 day double pro so really happy with the results there and and you know been been kind of getting into a few of my plots have quite a few to go this week so excited to see some of the results there but a couple of our newer numbers that have kind of been standing out uh 1468 a new 95 day uh smart stacks as well as 2016 uh is a new uh 98 day double pro so definitely excited to take some more of those plots off here this week and get some more of that data put together Excellent. Again, if you're just joining us, Lucas Clayton's along with us, District Sales Manager for Wiffles Hybrid, covering Eastern Dane County into Jefferson County. We made the point earlier that when you start pulling big yields like we are, uh, that stock can get to be a little tricky to handle. Earlier on, we were talking about another crazy bout, a tar spot and so forth. So what are you thinking about? Little side notes people should keep in mind, Lucas, when they're looking to the 2022 growing season. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, a lot to think about. Uh, kind of a few of the things that stuck out to me is, you know, uh, we didn't really talk about it yet, but corn rootworm management. Um, definitely been seeing some pockets uh, throughout, you know, my area and others that have uh, definitely had an impact on, you know, uh, the root system and, and um, you know, just the overall plant health and yield. Um, so definitely something to monitor as we go in. And we actually do a sticky trap program uh, that monitors those fields. Um I have a dealer up in Waterloo that he does a great job of doing that. And then also a dealer over by Whitewater and then myself. And um, we just, you know, do a, a, a good job of kind of putting that data together. And another thing I think that really stood out, you know, to be thinking about for 2022 is, is a fungicide. Um, you know, tar spot is definitely a, a topic of discussion. Um, you know, it's been around a while, learned some about it in 2018. Definitely think we kind of went back to the drawing board again, uh, you know, this year and, and learned a lot more and, and are going to learn more as we go on. And, um, you know, we're going to be having some meetings here in the next few months, kind of a post-harvest to kind of, you know, what, what farmers are seeing, what we're seeing, what kind of everyone's seeing to, you know, try and get the best information to move forward with. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it is a good time to start talking with you folks about uh, seed availability, things like that. Doesn't, From what I've heard from the rest of the Wiffles crew, it doesn't sound like seed availability is going to be an issue, though. Yeah, it, it sounds like we had a really good, uh, you know, basically a production with our seed side of it. Um, you know, we were able to get out and, and get into our fields and get it harvested on, in a real timely manner. Um, it sounds like the quality is, you know, in great shape. Um just, you know, with our last update we had, uh, it seems like we're in a really good position. And, and we'll be updated on that again here in a couple of days as we head down into Illinois for kind of our uh, post-harvest meeting. Excellent. Good deal. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Again, on a harvest that is underway and doing very well so far. Lucas Clayton, along with us, District Sales Manager, with your Wiffles Hybrid update for today. He covers Eastern Dane County as well as uh, Jefferson County. You need more information? Just jump on the web at wiffles.com or visit with your Wiffles Hybrid performer. Tomorrow we're going to catch up with Ryan Yonkman from EverAg in Chicago, focused in on all things dairy. What in the world happened yesterday with barrel cheese dropping nine and a 